0: Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them.
1: Grace Church, it's not really our church, it really belongs to none other than Jesus Christ. But I want you to know, the time we spend together right now, this is going to be really good. Really, really good. Every year that I've been here, I've done this thing kind of called a state of the church address. It's just something where we kind of reflect upon what God has been doing in the life of the church, and then we kind of look forward to see what we believe God would have us do for His glory uh, in the year to come. Now, I have been here for four years. doesn't seem possible that that much time has gone by, but then again, on the other hand, it feels like forever, if you know what I mean. No, I'm just kidding. So, But it, it has been a great four years, and every year I take the time to kind of reflect and then look forward upon what God is doing. I still remember very clearly that first day where, where you, Grace Church in those days, voted to call me as your pastor in obedience, I think, to the call of God. It was 173 for and one against. I don't know who that one is. I have been looking for that one now for four years. My goal is to find that one and to convince them that this really was God's idea and not mine or yours. But uh, God has been faithful over these years, and he has been so good, so, so good, And I'm really looking forward to exploring God's goodness with you uh, as we look back together uh, as to what He has done. So I want to begin this time, this state of the church address, by inviting you to bow your heads with me uh, as we go before the Father and express our love and our dependence upon Him. So if you would join me, let's bow our heads. Father, we know that Our very life, our very breath is a gift from you. And Father, as we talk about what is going on in the life of Grace Church in the next few moments, uh, we just want to express that we know that if anything good and godly happens here, it is solely the work of the Holy Spirit in our midst, and you have done it for your glory. And I pray, Father, as we take some time to walk over the beautiful things you're doing, that we would be careful to not be uh, selfish or ungrateful, but rather to be grateful and to express praise. And so, Father, help us to get our praise on in these next few moments as we see what you're doing in our midst. We give you praise now in the wonderful name of Jesus, our Savior, our Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit. All God's people said... Amen. Amen. we got to get a praise on as we begin here because I'm convinced that if a church is going to experience the blessing of God, that church has to be all about the glory of God. And so that's our goal is to glorify God. So what we're going to do is is I want to show you a verse of Scripture from the Older Testament, and I want to to get you to get your praise on. So here we go. It says this in Psalm 111 and verses 1 through 10. Now this is a wonderful example of Old Testament praise. Praise the Lord. Can you say that with me? Praise the Lord. Just say that one more time. Praise the Lord. Now that's the Hebrew word hallelujah. Isn't that great? This is the word hallelujah. The Jews were great about praising the Lord. So say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to go like this, and I'm going to say "Say hallelujah throughout the time in the beginning, uh, and I want you to respond back. Hallelujah, because this is something God is doing. So I will praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord. This is the covenant faithful name of God. Our English Bibles use this convention, capital L-O-R-D, to talk about the name Yahweh, the covenant faithful name of God given to Israel and the people of God. I will give thanks to Yahweh with my whole heart. In the company of the upright, in the congregation, that's what we're doing this morning, great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them, full of splendor and majesty is his work, and his righteousness endures forever. And all God's people said, hallelujah, amen. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered, notice that. The Lord is gracious and he is merciful. Now the psalmist actually goes on to enumerate what that meant in his context. Today we're going to talk about that in our context. But he ends this with these words. His praise endures forever. So notice this. It opens with praise the Lord and it ends with his praise endures forever. And all God's people said? That's right. Here we go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to talk about what God has been doing in the midst of Grace Church over this past year. And I had to find something to kind of gather all the strands that God has been doing in our, in our midst. So I've chosen this kind of heading, Everything Rises and Falls on Leadership. Uh, about a year ago, Dennis and I recognized the need that if God's going to do a work here, and he's going he's to do it for his glory They can't just depend on us. I mean, we're only two guys. Uh, we love the Lord, but there's only so much we can do. So we realize the need for godly leadership. And so we have been asking God, and God has been blessing along these lines. And I want to begin by talking about the leadership that God has brought to um, GCA. Wow, everything's a little squirrely right now. Uh, a new director at GCA. Some of you may not realize it, but Grace Christian Academy is the ministry of Grace Church. Uh, The ministry started up well over 25 years ago. It was the vision and and passion of Pastor Jeff Thornley, the founder of this work and the builder of this campus, that we have a Christian school. Now, when they hired me, they did not make part of my, my title headmaster of GCA. Rather, they chose to make me pastor of Grace Church. All I can say to those who had that kind of wisdom, thank you. I think they realized that the stress and the load that goes with being both was largely having an ill effect on on Jeff's health, and they didn't want me to be burdened along those lines. So I, I was very grateful that they made me the pastor of the church, and they left the school over here, and they said, the school's part of the church. I'm like, yes. Well, I was here about a year. And you know, you're assessing, looking, building relationships, trying to understand the context. And I realized early on, that the health of the church will determine the health of the school, and the health of the school will determine the health of the church. You see, in a lot of ways, we are intertwined, not just in the use of campus facilities, but also, to some degree, in budgets. So I realized early on that we really need to make sure that Grace Christian Academy has the best leadership it can possibly have because it ultimately affects the life of the church. So I got onto the a school board about a year in, Uh, Because I'm the senior pastor, I'm an ex-officio member on every board, which means at any time I can choose to sit onto a board, and I don't have to be voted on. I'm just there because I can be there. So I chose to sit on school board. And on school board, we realized that the school really needed some strong leadership. And so praying and working towards that end, um, we, we sought to find a director early on, uh, the only problem was God didn't have the director ready for us at that point. And so Matt Duransky, uh, many of you know Matt, he was willing to take the leadership of the school for a year, and he used his business skills to bring some structure and, and some, some uh, real good flow into the ministry there. So God used Matt greatly in the life of the church a year ago. But the Lord answered our prayers along these lines for a director— Uh, A year ago, the Lord brought to us a man by the name of Dr. Lorne Wenzel. He is today the GCA director. And he's taken this first year to observe, to understand, to try and get his arms around the ministry, to understand his history and the dynamics of it. And his goal now as he moves forward is to make some changes to make the school stronger, healthier, and more vital. All I know to say is for two years we prayed for this man and the man is now in place and he is seeking to make the school all it can be to the glory of God. And all God's people said, praise the Lord, amen. So this is something that God is doing and it affects the church in a huge way. And I'm very grateful that God has brought to us Dr. Lorne Wenzel. So we have a new director at GCA, very grateful for that leadership. Um, But also the Lord has been at work here in the church as well. We have some new staff uh, members. Um, this past week, um, Dennis mentioned last Sunday that we were going away this week, and we went to Lancaster, uh, PA, and we went to a place called LCBC. It used to be Lancaster Bible Church, but now it's called Lives Changed by Christ because they have like nine campuses, 16,000 people attended, that kind of a thing, so it's a mega church. But they hosted Sticky Teams Conference. And so we went up for the conference to learn more about how to, to do what we do better. And we took the whole team, and we there for about two or three days because we wanted to make this a team-building time as well. And so um, it was a lot of fun. It was really good. I just want to say this about the people that God's gathered together now on the staff, that um, they are godly, they are, they are competent, and not just competent, they, they are skilled people. And I am very grateful to God for these people. And spending three days with them, I also realized we're all equally crazy. Which is wonderful, because if one of us is crazy and the other four aren't, then one person feels out of it. But, so we're all very much alike, because we're all a little crazy. And that's all good. So while we were away, we also managed to sneak over to a place called Sight and Sound Theater. And we got a chance to have our picture taken in front of the Lion and the Lamb. And we got a chance to see Jonah together. It was a great, great time. But I just want to tell you that we have some great, great people on staff. Uh, Here's moi and Dennis. We are the old dudes in this picture. Uh, I'm not quite sure who this is. Um, Oh, Courtney. Yes, Courtney. Courtney is a, a valuable member of our team. You've been here not quite two years. Is that right? Year and a half. So uh, this September, uh, end of August, uh, beginning of September, Courtney will have been here two years. She was a delightful addition to our staff. But this year, uh, we have added uh, this man. His name is Mike Rowe. Uh, Mike Rowe brings uh, some. Hey, Mike, are you in the house? Where's Mike? Oh, there he is. He's back in that corner over there. Uh, Mike brings some wonderful skill sets to the facilities. He's an HVAC guy. I mean, he did this for his living. He's he's a, a member of a union and all this stuff. He was making good money away from here. We came to him and said, Mike, would you consider making less money and working here? It's never an easy sell for ministry because we're basically asking you to make less money and have a lot more hardship. And he said, Pastor Bill, I believe that's what God would have me to do. And so right now, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but the air conditioning's working. And uh, these are the same old units that we, we were complaining about a couple of years ago that we couldn't get them fixed. Nobody could fix them. Well, thank you, Mike. He's got them all up and running and they're running really, really well. Yeah, so uh, by hiring Mike, uh, we are getting uh, a level of proficiency that, that comes from actually hiring in companies to try and do it because that man brings all those skill sets with him. So that's been a, a delightful addition. Uh, Mike is, is uh, a wonderful friend, and I've had a privilege of being uh, God's man in his life a little bit over the years, and uh, I love this man. And the most recent addition is Kathy Shaw, Catherine Shaw. Uh, she is a beautiful lady, and she is now working in the area of children's ministry. She's been doing some assessing and trying to understand them as we work our way through the summer. Uh, she also works at GCA, but so this summer, when she's got a little bit more time in her schedule, we're going to work together to plan out uh, what the children's ministries are going to look like as we move into the fall and into next year. Really excited to have her on our team. Uh, again, they are all godly, they are all competent, and they are all capable and they're all crazy and I get to lead them this is fun I have a good time with them so it's been a really good time so I you know and all God's people said these people are awesome and I am so glad to be able to work with them thank you Jesus for your goodness okay here we go another area that God is blessing us and I've spent some time talking about this as we've been doing our series in Titus we'll pick up that series again next week so I'll just again just mention these people um, there's moi and Dennis, but to that we're adding Dr. Small, Matt Duransky, Jack Supp, and Steve Saldis. And, you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I mean it. If everything rises and falls on leadership, Grace Church is rising. These men are awesome men. These men love the Lord. These men are all about, about others, and, but the, none of them is in it for themselves. They're all willing to sacrifice self in themselves for these things. So I thank God for these men as we work toward uh, bringing elder rule or elder uh, function or a polity into the life of Grace Church. So new elders, and then, oh, wait a minute, we gotta, we got to practice. And all God's people said? Amen. 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 I don't want to forget that because God blesses us for his glory. And if we're not careful to glorify him, we might nix that blessing. I don't want to go there. So let's keep glorifying the Lord. Also, we have a new discipleship core team that has come on tap. Uh, Now, discipleship has been going on in the life of this church as long as this church has been around. Uh, So discipleship is not new to Grace Church, but discipleship is something that we want to be the heartbeat of Grace Church. We want this to be the culture of Grace Church. And so our goal is is to bring this in at a level that we can see that everyone gets a chance to walk with and, and enjoy Christ. And so... Discipleship core team. And so I have been working for uh, about a year and a half uh, with this wonderful man of God. His name is Cedric Brown. He's a missionary with the Navigators. He lives down towards Camp Springs. Um, he and I have been working together for about a year and a half. And what a godly, wonderful man. And it, right now I have to make an admission. And I, I'm somewhat embarrassed uh, by this admission, but you know, um, I didn't get saved until I was 21. And I didn't go to church until I was 22. And uh, right after I I started going to church, I was was hungry. I was hungry for the word. I was hungry to grow. I wanted to know more and more about Jesus. And I went to the pastor of the church, South Paris Baptist Church. His name was Derek Bartlett, young man, meek man. God used him greatly. And I said, Pastor Bartlett, would you disciple me? And he didn't know how to. He didn't know what to do. So he just put me in an area of service. Well, I was so starving that I ended up going to Bible school because I wanted more. I couldn't get enough. I was hungry and I couldn't get fed. And all that to say is this. I've had some godly teachers over the year through both Bible college and seminary who fed my head. But I never had somebody disciple my heart. This man is the first man I've ever had in my life that has discipled my heart toward the person of Jesus Christ and discipleship involves both intellect but it very much it involves the heart and so I have just enjoyed this time with this man he has been a rich blessing in my life personally as he has discipled me but Matt Duransky joined me in this journey about a year ago and so Matt and Cedric and I have been doing this weekly now for about a year and the goal was to get us to a place where we could now gather together a group of people across section of the church and, and get them together. And we do this every Sunday now right after second service down in the fireside room. We gather. And what we're doing is we're, we're growing our hearts towards Christ together. And we're also defining what is a fully developed disciple look like? What, is, what does that even mean? You can't hit a target unless you've got a target to hit. And uh, what processes or pathways can we put into the life of Grace Church to help people jump on board to get to that pathway of growth in Jesus Christ? What materials would that require? And how do we create a culture where the heartbeat is to grow and know and and share Jesus Christ with everyone? And so I am so pleased that we are now in that process. You're going to hear more about this come the fall. Because this fall we're gonna be doing something to create a benchmark in the life of Grace Church that we can use to assess how we're doing in the area of discipleship. That benchmark is something called the Reveal Survey. The Reveal Survey is an online uh, survey that everyone in Grace Church will be encouraged to do. It's anonymous. But in there, they're going to ask about 100, 150 questions of just, you know, your spiritual life and what you think of Grace Church's strengths and weaknesses. And from that information, we'll have an understanding of how well we're doing and where we need to do better. And so all that's coming online, and you'll know more about this as we get closer to the fall. But there's a new Discipleship Core Team seeking to make us a church of disciples of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said? And all God's people said? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. This man's a wonderful man of God. I so enjoy getting to know him. Here we go. Here's another way. We also have a new women's ministry uh, core team that's being put together right now. <clears throat> women's ministry is, is going to go uh, a little dormant this this summer. There'll still be some bunch of mingles going on, but the goal is to do some planning this summer to relaunch this fall. And uh, we have a new ministry head in this area who's grouping around her some ladies to try and make this ministry fully orbed. And the new ministry, uh, the core team leader is none other than Courtney Charest. She's got the energy and the passion and the heart for the word, for women to have the word. We're going to put around her some other ladies who have uh, gifts in other areas. And the goal would be that as we work our way forward, there'll be new teaching environments. There'll also be maybe some retreats planned. There'll be some great opportunities planned for the women of the church. Gentlemen, don't feel left out. We're actually working towards a men's ministry as well because men need men as women need women. Amen? Oh my gosh, we do need each other along those lines. So, new women's ministry core team. And all God's people said? Amen. 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 Here we go. Another one. And this is a little weird. It's not really a leadership thing. But it's something that um, I want to highlight. About uh, a year ago, it's almost a year now, we changed the the name of the church. Remember? Uh, Do anybody remember what the old name was? Oh, yeah, it's going to take a few more years. By the way, what's the name of that space right outside those doors? It's a foyer. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to scrub the word narthex out. Do you know what a narthex is? I got here and they said, oh, Pastor Bill, it's in the narthex. I'm like... What? What, what? what does that even mean? Well, it's the space outside of the sanctuary. Oh, you mean the foyer? Yeah, okay, there. Do you know what a narthex is? A narthex is a place in a church that is designed for the unrepentant to remain until they repent so they can enter worship. So let's, let's, let's call it the foyer, shall we? It's a foyer. Uh, and so the, goal, the challenge is changing that verbiage. And the same thing is true with the name of a church. You know, it's been here for 30 years called Grace Brethren Church. We're about a year out calling it Grace Church, so things slowly but surely uh, will change over the course of time. Probably two generations from now, who knows. But one of the things we did was change the logo. And so now we have this really cool GC logo. And the fun part is we've been seeing a few of these bumper stickers around, around La Plata and around Waldorf. Has anybody been driving around and seen the sticker on the backs of some of the cars? It is so cool. The other day, Courtney texted Dennis and I, Oh, guys, I saw a Grace Church sticker on the back of a car in La Plata. This is so cool. It's like, it's like family, you know? It's like, hey, I know you. We don't know who that was, but I know you. And, and, and so these, these stickers or these uh, magnets, um, they're really cool. The other day, I saw one probably you're here I saw one and I wanted so badly to pull up behind you and honk and go hi it's me it's good to see you but I thought no you'd probably be very self-conscious then about your driving oh gosh the pastor's behind me what am I gonna do But what I'd like to do, I I gave like a dozen of these out in the first services. People are saying, oh, I'd like one for my car. Could I entice anyone to say, you know, Pastor Bill, I would love to help you find more of these GCers driving around in our communities. Anybody want uh, one of these? Oh, good, 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 good. Let me give them out. I want to give them out. I want to give them out. Good, good, good. And yes, do watch your speed. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. There we go. If you get more than one car, we'll make that work, too. OK, good, good, good. I'm going to run out. This is awesome. Could you hand one over? Lovely. Oh. Thank you. That for- oh, you have two vehicles? Awesome. We like both vehicles, yes. Thank you. Oh, one more over. Can you hand that one over? Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Absolutely. No, 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 no. Don't do that. That's rude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I am going to run out. This is wonderful. Hey, Courtney, can we order some more? Thank you. Now we're going to bump into these everywhere we go. I love this. Oh, you know what? This is going to work out just right. Oh, Oh, good. Almost catch. Awesome. Good to see you. I'm sorry. I thought there was one more here we go okay i got one left nice i think i got most of them but okay you saw one in bethesda awesome was anybody driving around in california and saw one no 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 Please put it on your car. Uh, well, I think somebody said we got some more somewhere hidden. I hope so. Uh, we ordered 500 at one point. So, um, yeah, this is cool. Uh, you know, as you drive around and you see somebody who has the Grace Church uh, magnet on the car, honk and wave. Honk and wave. Don't be rude. Don't be crazy. Uh, and people are going to go, who is that nut? When you, when, you, when you act like that, remember, oh, yeah, I got a GC sticker. It's a family member. Go like that, okay? Just say hi along the way. So that, that's new. And really excited about it. Now we're going to have GCers all over the community. That's awesome. But we also have this new thing called the app. The GC app. How many have downloaded the app? Awesome. We have 234 downloads at this point. But let me show you the beauty uh, of this thing. So uh, if you have an iPhone or if you have an Android, uh, this is what the app looks like. You go and download it. I'll give you instructions on that. You go and download it, and so when you download it and open it, it looks like this. And if you go and you hit messages, it will open a window that looks like this. And under messages, there's both audio and video. So if you click on audio, you'll discover that it opens up a whole menu of audios that actually go back about three and a half years. So virtually everything we've spoken on since I've been here is available there in audio, which means if you're driving some night quite late, and uh, you're having a hard time staying awake. And, and, and you want a grating voice that will keep you awake, I highly recommend you put it on and put it loud in your car, and my grating voice will keep you awake all the way home. So, so there's that. Uh, or you can choose to click on video, and then the videos, uh, we've been capturing those now for about 2-3 uh, months, so there's not a whole lot of those yet. And the quality is kind of iffy. We're working on that. Uh, But I just want you to know that everything that happens here on a Sunday morning can now be captured or or watched in video. So this app has all of this information in it. If you were to click on connect, it would open up a window that looks very similar to this. And on this, you can uh, click church directory, And that goes into our CCB database, Church Community Builder database. And you have a login, if you've worked with Courtney, you have a login, which you can put in, which means you can find anybody who's part of our church that's in the database. And usually you can find out names, kind of kids, uh, address, phone number, you know, just basic directory information. But that's on this app. Church calendar, you can find out what's going on in the life of the church. Prayer requests, somebody sent me one yesterday off this app. Uh, Facebook, what are we posting? Twitter, what are we posting? And church website. You can access all that information right through the app. So the app basically is everything that we do on an app for you to be able to access. And then if you go all the way down and click on Bible and prayer, like that, you'll discover that it opens up a box similar to this. And when you get in there, you'll realize we have the one-year Bible schedule. In other words, if you only have a Bible without being the one-year Bible, you can actually follow it by reading your regular Bible. And then also if you click right here, One Year Bible Blog, you will discover that every single day of this year, between Courtney, myself, Dennis, and a couple of the folks on council, we have been blogging every day, connected to the readings that are going on. So all that information is right there for you. So please take advantage of it. Go, go to your Android, go to your I, iPhone store, and download it, and enjoy it. I hope it becomes a, a good asset For you so getting back to all that God is doing I'm just amazed at what God is doing it seems like every time I turn around God is doing something more one of the things God is doing is God is growing our worship uh, services he's growing our worship numbers Uh, consistently in this worship service over the last three months uh, we have been we've been adding folks been growing Uh, thank you for being here Uh, And to some degree, also, we've been having to add seats here and there when a larger family walks in, just because uh, there's not enough seats together. And uh, you know, there's a a thing called um, if you're 75 to 80 percent full in your in your space, that that is psychologically and socially full in people's minds. And so we need to consider, as a church, what are we going to do to continue to provide space for development and growth in in our services. Uh, obviously, we can continue to add chairs. That's not a problem. Uh, but at some point, we're actually looking at, at starting a third service uh, to provide more opportunity for people. We've considered, you know, possibly uh, squishing things a little bit more on a Sunday morning so we get done about noonish uh, or a little afternoon. Uh, we've actually thought about possibly a 1 p.m. service after this one. Uh, we played around with the idea of maybe a Saturday night service. We have, nothing's in cement yet, but we're thinking along these lines, preparing for what God may be doing. And uh, possibly even a Thursday night worship service, because one quarter of the people in the D.C. area work the weekend. And because of that, they can't go to worship, even if we provide a space for them on a weekend. So we don't know, uh, but we're working toward that end, asking God to show us what to do along the way. Uh, In addition to what God is doing in the worship, He's also been increasing us in the area of giving. Uh, For those of you who choose to grab this little uh, thing on your way in, uh, some people like to look right down at the bottom quickly and say, hmm, I wonder how the church's budget's going. Uh, what you're going to notice is presently, thanks to your generosity, uh, we as a church right now are running $7,000 ahead of budget. And, uh, and all God's people said? Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> you know, it is, it is my, um, my thoughts, my, my bias, that people tend to give where they believe God's working. Um, we should all give obediently, but people tend to be generous where they believe God's at work, and I'd love to see that you're being generous because I think you see what I see. God is doing something special here. And so it's very very gratifying to see that. Uh, By the way, a year ago at this time, we were down $65,000 on our budget. So this year we are up, and to God be the glory, great things he has done. And we trust we'll continue to do. Let me just say this. All this stuff, you know, leadership and core teams and core teams and an app and a logo, and it's all for this purpose. Oop. It's all for this purpose. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it's for new salvations, baptisms, and people to become members of what God is doing here at Grace Church. This is the point, this is the reason, so that people will meet Jesus, so that people will grow in Jesus, so that people will help others to meet Jesus, so that they can know Jesus and continue and so forth. That's the goal, to watch God work. Along those lines, I I just want to say, now we're looking to the future. Uh, let Let me go here, let me do this, let me go here. All these things we need to be careful to say, what? Praise Praise the Lord. God has done this. May we never take any credit for it, and may we be quick to give him all praise, honor, and glory, for he is the one who does this. Looking forward. We're going to talk about, right now, and looking forward into 2017 and probably beyond, this idea of creating spaces. Creating spaces for people to belong. Hey, Dougie, is that good, man? (laughs) I think we got a baby dedication coming up for these guys. I'm excited for them. Um, But we're talking about creating spaces. And the goal behind this is this. Today, again... People no longer believe outside of the church. You knock on the door, give them the two evaluating questions from Evangelism Explosion, EE, and they pray to receive Jesus Christ, and then they come into the life of the church. That's the way it used to be. It was quite effective, but we live in a post-Christian culture. Most people don't even really know who the biblical Jesus is, so it takes time for people to kind of track, to understand before they can truly believe. And so what we have witnessed over and over again in the life of Grace Church is that as people connect their loved ones and neighbors to Grace Church, we're watching them slowly understand, and as they belonged, they've now believed. We just had a baptism in the previous service. We just had a baptism, and the two people who were baptized, the husband and wife, um, they are seniors, I guess is the best way to put it. I don't know exactly how old they are, but this, they're going to be married 55 years so I think that qualifies them as seniors because they've been married as long as a senior. is. So yes, uh, so they're probably in their late 70s, early 80s. They were invited here two years ago by a neighbor and a son-in-law. And they have been tracking with us for two years. Uh, the dear lady, her name is Pat, Pat Murphy, came down to me as I was sitting here about a month, t- three months ago. And she said, Pastor Bill, Bob and I want to be members. Oh, Pat, that's awesome why don't you come to the 101 class and from there we'll work. They came to the class and part of the information on 101 is just share with us your salvation story. Neither of them had any clarity as to what it really meant to have a relationship with Jesus. So we said, hey guys, uh, we recommend you go over here and we put them through a Gospel of John study and through the process of walking through the Gospel of John, they understood what it meant to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They both embraced Christ with their lives. They were baptized here about an hour ago. All to the glory of God. And all God's people said? But their story's not unique. God bless you. Their story's not unique. Uh, a little while ago, Rachel Ween was with us, and she shared her story, how somebody invited her, and she'd been tracking with us for a while, and it was in the, the, uh, the uh, Gospel Project class that she came under conviction of the truth. So what we're seeing over and over again is that people really do need to belong to be able to journey to understand before they truly believe. So what we're talking about as we move forward is how to create the best place we can with spaces to help people connect so they can belong to believe. So that's where we're going as we look forward to this. You see, the mission has never changed. The mission has always been the same. But the way in which the mission is to be realized has changed. Methodologies methodologies change, means change, though the mission never does. And so we're talking about how to create spaces so that people can belong. And so, we're trying to create some new spaces for people to invite people to belong. When I first came here, uh, we basically had um, vacation Bible school. Awesome uh, vacation Bible school. And we had Christmas Eve. Those were the two kind of community outreach things where we would invite our neighbors and friends to things that were specifically designed for them. Uh, Since I've been here, uh, we've also added to those uh, this this whole thing called Candy Town, uh, where we now have people who are looking forward to this on October the 31st every year because we do it so incredibly under the lights out there on the soccer field. And then in addition to that, this year we've also added this whole uh, Easter egg drop. We have 400 families come up from the community who are part of that. So so these are what I would call blue shirt days. Blue shirt days are those days where we put on these blue shirts. How many have a blue shirt? Awesome. Blue shirt days are designed for those days where we wear this to invite our community onto our property to serve them. And so we serve them through the helicopter egg drop. We serve them through Candy Town. And now we're going to add one more time of service uh, because we felt as though we weren't doing enough around here. Isn't that right, Dennis? You said, Bill, we're just not busy enough. I said, okay, Dennis, what shall we do? So what we're going to do this year is we're going to add a blue shirt day to this thing called National Back to Church Sunday. We've been doing this every year since I've been here. It is, it is a time on September the 17th to invite the community back to church as school and life gets underway. So we've been doing this for quite some time. And there's a reason why we do this. And the reason is this. The really cool thing about this, this year's theme for Back to Church Sunday just so happens to be this. I didn't plan it that way. It's a place to belong. How good is that? I mean, I... I, I look at these things and I think, Lord, you've got such a great sense of humor. That's awesome. We're going to actually do this again. We've been doing it every year since I've been here. But we're going to do something a little different this year. What we're going to do is we're going to back up one of these blue shirt days against it. So on September the 16th, ahead of inviting our community back to church, our friends and our neighbors, we're going to be hosting a GC community festival. We're going to use our soccer field and we are going to have a pig roast And we're going to have a dunk tank, and yes, I will be dunked. And we will have bouncers, and we will have live music, and we will have a fantastic time. And we've already got a roster of 400 families who had a good time at the Easter egg drop that we're going to invite back. So what we have is another opportunity to love well on our community by wearing our blue shirts and saying, Jesus loves you, and we're here to show you that love. And so we're going to have that time coming up. So in addition to Easter, in addition to Halloween, We're now going to be planning for the Back to to Church Festival. We'll just call it GC Community Festival. And it's going to be a lot of fun as we get to serve our community, connect our friends, our neighbors, and then encourage them to stick around one more day as we start Back to Church Sunday. So there we go. New places to invite people to belong. Here's something else that's become essential uh, as God seems to be at work in our midst. We need a new nursery and soothing spaces for the little ones. Right now, our nursery is kind of maxing out with the little ones and the workers, and so the reality is, we're now going to take and, and, and divide them up a little more uh, finely and open up a full full-on toddler room. The next room down, just beyond the nurse's office, the next room down. So we're going to try and create some new nursery spaces by the time we uh, get going in the fall in order to accommodate that. We're also hoping, in hopes of using S1 over here as a soothing room. So if you have a Dougie who uh, gets a little antsy and needs a little soothing, you can go in over there. Everything would be projected that's going on in here and just provide you a space where you can enjoy your child and meet their needs. So this is something that we need to be doing, creating spaces and places for people to belong. New space to invite people in our, our, another blue shirt day. New nursery spaces. Oh, somebody just need it for the nursery. Whoever you are, you better go. 140, 140. Oh, there she goes. It's Dougie. Awesome. <laughs> Dougie's an awesome boy. Doug, good job, man. Here we go. <laughs> oh, poor Courtney. She just kind of skulked out. Pastor, leave me alone. Here we go. We also have a new youth space and some leadership coming in this area. The youth space uh, under under the. <laughs> In the old part of the building where the church had its fellowship hall. Some of you remember that. Most of you have no idea what that is. It's across from the kitchen down there. And it's a space that used to be used by the church for many functions. Right now it's classrooms for the school. Uh, they're going to go through there. And they're going to renovate that whole area this summer. And they're going to turn it into a commons for the sake of the school. Kind of a, a primary point of contact for the school. But as the school uses it throughout the week, we're going to use it as our youth ministry space on Wednesday night uh, and on Sunday mornings. So we got this new space. And Right now, we're actively praying forward about hiring a part-time youth pastor. So if you would pray with us as we continue to ask for God's leading in this area, we know it's a need because Eric and Eric Jones and his family have done an amazing job for almost two years now since, since um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Brian left to get out of Dallas, Texas. And, and you know, uh, Eric's got a whole life and a big family and, and a lot of things going on. And so we realize we need to value that man and thank him, but also we do need help in this area of ministry. So I want to encourage you to pray as we go there. (sighs) Last thing, and then we'll be done. Oops. Uh, Hello. A new worship space. By that, I mean this space. This space is 22 years old. It has not really been renovated since it was initially built 22 years ago. And 22 years ago, it was clean, fresh, bright, exciting, cutting edge. Today, it is not. Any of those things. Um, and, And so the reality is the time has finally come. We talked about this last year as we were talking about facilities and building some of the needs that the facilities have because Mike is now overseeing the air conditioning and getting some of these other things to continue to have life. We feel as though now is the time to invest some money in cleaning up this space. And so we are going to be, Lord willing, according to the generosity of God's people, we are going to be purchasing some new seats And so what you see over here is what we hope to get. What you see over here is Old Faithful. 22 years of faithfulness. Our goal is not to get rid of Old Faithful, because Old Faithful still works. So we're actually going to take these chairs and move them into some of the classrooms over here and get rid of the folding chairs. How many said amen? Amen. All those folding chairs are miserable. So we're actually going to give the school these chairs, and we're going to use them around the facility because they got a lot of longevity left in them. But I want you to notice the new one. 18 inches, 20 inches. <laughs> Lombar support, L- leg support, more cushioning, and <laughs> a longer service. Yes, no, 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 no. So, so these guys are, are kind of at the end of their, their livelihood for the most part, but we would like to replace it with this. And what we're going to do, and I'm excited about this as much as anything, is we're going to be putting a book rack under here, and it's going to have a hymnal for the first service, but every chair is also going to have a Bible in it. And we're going to start using the Bible consistently and reading out of it and not just projecting all of it like I do now. And, and we want people at the end of the service just to say, listen, if you don't have a Bible, please take that with you. It's a gift from us to you. It's the Word of God. Please have it. So we want that to be a part of this. Also on the back, No longer do we have the trash catcher. (laughs) Every one of these is a trash bag. You know, it's just all, oh my gosh, don't even look in there. Um, 22 years of lint and garbage. Um, so, so we're actually putting a piece of plastic on here, and that plastic will have a place for two pens, a large place for brochure, a place for business cards, as, as well as a communion cup snap down. And you can put your communion cups in there, and when you, when you get them picked up, with a snap back, and get out of the way. So that's now going to be uh, nice and tight and uniform, and it won't get all frumpy along the way. So the goal is to be purchasing new chairs and also to replace the maroon carpet. So, um, this carpet's lovely. 22 years ago is great. Can you imagine? And you're all all not going to come back. Can you imagine the microbes that are now in this carpet after 22 years of being in this school? I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. It's gross. (laughs) So, the goal is we will now use the squares and we will put the squares down. Um, Pastor Bill, that all sounds good. How many like this idea? Okay. You're going to like it more when I tell you this part. Our hope is to do this. Actually, uh, at this point, I think I'll ask the ushers, or the foyer people, or the whatever they're called, to go ahead and hand out these cards. Thank you. I'm so bad with designations. <laughs> that's a foyer, though. I just want you to. Know that's a foyer. <clears throat> so, the cost of this, uh, we've worked it out, uh, is about fifty thousand dollars. $50,000. Um, it's about t- half between the carpet and the chairs. They're all right around 20000 each for 300 chairs. By the way, some of the chairs we're gonna get are gonna have arms on them for the sake of some of the older folks in the first service and we're also going to have some in the choir loft and so that really got the first service all excited. You not so much. I get it. Okay. But um, so, about 20000 for chairs, 20000 for carpeting. We're gonna redo the whole area. We're gonna redo up here. Get it all black and all connected. $50,000. Because everything rises and falls on leadership, now, we thought it only appropriate to begin by talking to our church council and saying, Hey guys, is this something you see God would have us do? And they said, Yes, yes, unanimous, by all means. And so we said, We would like you to begin by pledging. Now, the way this is going to work is we are asking for pledges, not necessarily the money up front, but a pledge is the amount of money that you are willing to give over and above your present giving because we need to make sure we keep on the upside of our budget. But the money you're willing to give over and above your regular giving in a pledge is between now and the end of this year. So, you know, right now for Bambi and I with with Elisha and all these things going on and all this stuff, our our cash flow is a little tight right now. But when we look to the end of the year, we believe that God can free up a lot more money so we can give generously. Um, So I challenged our church council. Driving back, from our uh, time in Lancaster. The staff was all in the, the van. And uh, somebody piped up from behind me. I don't even know who it was. They said, what about us? They said, we're leadership. Can, can we give to the leadership amount too? And I looked back in the mirror and I, thought, I saw these people sitting back then. and I thought, okay, this guy gave up a lot of money to be here. <laughs> uh, these people aren't making a whole lot of money. Uh, this girl's working part time. And I, I said, y'all don't make much money. I didn't even think to ask you. And I said, they were offended. You know, we're leadership. We want to give. I said, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to keep you from giving. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And so presently, we have pledges from our leadership council as well as our staff that total, the goal is $50,000, the total $24,000. And all God's people said... Yeah, so we're halfway to this goal just based upon the leadership of this church. Now, one of the leadership folks, one of the posts on council said, listen, I want to challenge our church body, and so I want to do it this way. This individual said, I will give $2,000 for every $10,000 the church pledges, up to $100,000. So if the church gives $100,000... He will match it with $20,000, 2000 per thousand, for 10000 And so if we had hit pledges, and I have no idea where we're going to wind up with this. We're just asking God to, to ask his people to be generous. Please don't think, well, we're halfway to the goal. They don't need my money. No, we have bathrooms that need to be redone. Amen. Oh my gosh, yes, we have carpet, old maroon carpeting in all these hallways. I would love to see that all go away. But we're only talking sanctuary for 50,000. But if we go over that and, and we keep adding to this, we can get the bathrooms done. So this is the plan. You have a card in your hand. You have a card in your hand. And uh, the plan is simply this. Pray, pray, pray. From tomorrow through June 11th, which is a Sunday, we want you to pray every day over these needs that the church has. My name is on there. Please pray for me and my family. There's a lot of transition going on in our lives these days. We would appreciate that. Please pray for Dennis. Dennis is getting ready to go in for surgery on Thursday for his Achilles heel, which is torn. And that's why he's limping around here all over the place. The man's a runner, and the only way he can clear his head and keep himself calm is to run. He hasn't been able to run for a while, so his head's all crazy. So if you would pray that that surgery would go amazingly well so that he can get back out and start running again, I will have a much better (laughs) executive pastor in my hands. So please, pray for him. So there's lots of prayer requests on that card. Pray over these days. But on June 11th, the 21st day, the goal is that we would all come to church on June the 11th, that Sunday, and we would be prepared to respond with what God has put on our hearts to give, to pledge, through, between now and the end of the year. And we're excited to see what God is choosing to do. We will total that up, and we will let you know that week somehow what God has done, and definitely on that next Sunday. So the goal is to hit the 50,000, by God's grace, or over, and maybe do a lot more. So this is the, the, the plan, is so once we know by June 11th, we'll start ordering materials, supplies, all these things. And then the goal is on August the 13th, the week before that, to do it. So on August the thirteenth, we will sit in this space in these nice chairs. Ooh, nice. With this nice carpeting underfoot. And we will rejoice in God's goodness in our midst. Twenty-four thousand has already been pledged. Praise God. And I don't know what God's got on your heart and mind, but we just want you to give us the Lord leads. And please, over and above your regular giving. It's nice to be on the plus side of the budget for change. Uh, I don't want to lose that ground we've gained because God's leading us to hire a youth guy. we got some other things going on. So let's see what God has in mind. You know what? The Lord is good. He is generous and gracious, and may we be quick to praise his name. And God's people said, Hallelujah. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you. Thank you for your generosity in each of our lives individually. Uh, To be in relationship with Jesus Christ is a miracle and a gift, and we're grateful. To be here at Grace Church is a gift, and it's a miracle, and we say thank you. To see you working in our midst, may we be quick to give you praise. I believe that as your glory grows, so too does your work. And so may we be quick to give you the glory for what you are doing. Father, um, when June 11th uh, shows up and uh, your people choose to uh, give their pledges, I pray the total will be exactly what you want and that you would help us do exactly what needs to be done. And Lord, I pray that uh, we all might be just pleasantly surprised at your goodness, even at that moment. Father, we love you. And all God's people said? No, hallelujah. Come on, man. God bless you. Have a great week.